0: So uh, there, were, there was, if this transaction went through, going to be a considerable surplus. You understood that? Yes. And is it fair to say, without getting into any of the details, that the surplus was going to be used uh, for the Contras? And I'm not necessarily giving the order uh, for the Contras. Uh, it was going to be used to pay the cost of replenishing the 500-odd Israeli toes, and for some other covert operations of the United States and Israel. That is correct. And uh, did you ever urge the uh, Department of Defense to keep the um, uh, price down so that the profits would be greater. I, I don't recall
1: doing that. I, I recall trying to get the, uh, the price accurate. Uh, we went through a Dickens of a time trying to... But you don't
0: recall saying, keep it down so that we'll have even more of a slush fund? I do not recall that whatsoever. Now, do you recall whether the idea of using... Profit for the Contras actually first came up in a meeting that you had with Israeli uh, supply officials in the United States in or about December of 1985.
1: I don't recall that. My recollection was that the first time it was specifically addressed was during a meeting uh, with Gorbanifar. Do you I, it may well have come up before, but I don't recall it.
0: Do you, you, you understood from information you, you had that um, uh, uh, the uh, Israeli group, the private group that, that they were using as their cutout were making profit, right? Well, uh, again, I, I don't want to be too specific. We knew
1: that somebody was making making profit.
0: And did you not have... In
1: fact, the first transaction may
0: have been all profit. And did you not, in fact, have some suspicion that that profit was being used for some covert purposes? Yes. And when in December you were giving consideration to having the United States replicate... The Israeli uh, system, did you not at that point give consideration to the fact that you could use these funds for a covert purpose? In December? Yes, sir. I
1: don't believe I did. I mean, I have no recollection of that. My, my clearest recollection, counsel, is that the first time the issue of using residuals came up was during Mr. Neer's visit at the end of December, early January. And I recall that we met New Year's Day or the day after whatever in that time, time period, maybe New Year's Eve. Uh, and it, it was his proposal at that point to use the profits by the arrangement that they envisioned selling Israeli toes at a profit replenishing them with part of that money, using part of that money for other operations. Not, which not the Contras? I do not believe that he mentioned Contras at that meeting. Now, My, my recollection is we began to talk in early January about other joint U.S.-Israeli, and in some cases, unilateral Israeli operations of a certain kind that we discussed last night.
0: Colonel, was it you who raised in December of 1985 with the Israelis the idea of using residuals for the Contras?
1: You know, I I have answered the question several times now. My recollection is that the first time I addressed the issue, or the issue was addressed to me, was in January, I think somewhere around the 20th, it may have been before that, at a meeting in Europe. I have absolutely no
0: recollection. If you've got something up there that's in my notebooks that I've given you, Please refresh me. If it were in the notebooks, I would bring it to your attention, Colonel. because I'm not trying and I want to make this very, very clear, I am not trying to, to trap you or to do one. anything like that. I just want the facts and your recollection, and you've just given it, as I understand it. That's correct, Council. Now, uh, which isn't to say that we don't have other information, but I want your recollection and that's all you can give. I'm giving it to you. now when business the counsel, decision counsel,
2: do you have other information such as a testimony or a statement I've, perhaps that would refresh the colonel's well, recollection as I've, well. Well. I've asked
0: him the question and I gather that the statement that, that i just made as to whether or not uh, uh, you were the one who suggested it which I can represent to you is not something that I've pulled out of thin air whether that refreshes your recollection and your answer I gather is it just doesn't refresh your recollection. It does not. I had, okay.
1: as you know, a number of discussions with Israeli officials starting in November that carried all the way on through January when yes. Mr. Neer was introduced to me as the principal point okay. of contact for continuing the operation. Colonel? I'd kind of like to take credit for it instead of giving it to Mr. Gorbani Far, but my recollection is it was his idea. Now,
0: Ms. Colonel North, um, when the decision was made to use the Secord organization as the, the vehicle uh, in the transaction. I won't use the word "agent" because I know that you don't like the word it has legal significance, and, uh, but as, as the vehicle in this organization, was there any discussion? About the fact that the residual would then be in the treasury of the very organization that was taking care of the contrary supply, now, you're talking about back in, in uh, February when well, I engaged him? Certainly. And when you talk to direct um, to Director Casey about the fact of using the um, residuals. Uh, uh, the uh, was there a discussion that that the Secord organization would be in control of this money and that it was the Secord organization that had the responsibility for the resupply of the countries? Well, by the time the February transaction
1: occurred, which did indeed produce revenues, uh... that was very clearly
0: part of the objective. Now you, you You testified about what you said to Casey on this, which was that, um, uh, you know, you thought it was a neat idea and that he was enthusiastic. He said it was the uh, ultimate irony, the ultimate covert operation, words to that effect. you recall that testimony? I do. uh, And you said that he recognized the political risks uh, that would accrue if this was exposed. Well,
1: I'm I'm not sure when I said that, I don't think I was referring specifically to the linkage between supporting the Nicaraguan freedom fighters and the support that was being derived as a consequence of the sales. I I think Director Casey throughout had a recognition of political risk. But was he on The things we talked about yesterday on Boland, on uh, dealing straightforward with... uh, an Iranian uh, in an effort to get the hostages back, and in an effort to even open up a relationship with the Iranians. I mean, Did
0: I think he saw political risk in all of these. Did he discuss with you the political risks of uh, using the uh, surplus of profits from this transaction for covert operations?
1: Did he discuss with me the political
0: risks of using the surpluses
1: for, for covert actions? Yes. Specifically, I don't believe so until well into the activity, like in October when
0: uh, Furmark showed up. Did he uh, ever recommend to you that you make sure that you get the approval through channels of the President of the United States? I recall no such discussion. Uh, now, you also discussed the use of the residuals or profit for the... Um, uh, Contras with Admiral Poindexter, correct? Correct. And that was before you put it in any memoranda? Yeah, I, I just,
1: and I don't recall specifically on this case, but my normal modus operandi on making a proposal such as that would be to go over and sit down with the Admiral and talk to him. And normally the Admiral would like to think about it. And I mean, and the Admiral is not a hip-shooter, as I'm accused of being.
0: Cautious and man? I think so. Man who Prudent? Plays, man, prudent? Man who plays by the uh, book?
1: My sense is that he is uh, exactly that, and that, uh, let me just make one personal observation, uh, and maybe I've alluded to this before, you know, there's a, there's a long history of rivalry between the services. And uh, he and I are both part of the same naval service. And uh, even though some of my marine colleagues might not like to hear this, that is an admiral I would follow up any hill, anywhere. And I really mean that. Because I think he also saw the necessity of taking risks. And he was willing to do so himself. And he placed himself in jeopardy. And he was the kind of person who Uh, recognized the risks, weighed the benefits, and made decisions.
0: Did he discuss the risks of using the um, funds for the Contras with you? Yes. What did he say? This had better never come out. And I took steps to ensure that it didn't, and they failed. And did he discuss that with you when you first raised it? This had better not come out?
1: I, I don't recall that specific discussion then. We certainly had it later.
0: At the time that that you first briefed them on it, did you discuss how much money could be generated for the Contras if the uh, 4,000 toes were sold?
1: Well, I think I did and I I think I was probably always too enthusiastic in my projections. in uh, the document that uh, we now have shown the world, uh, I anticipated a residual that was in excess of what was realistic.
0: Did you, um, do you recall how often, how, how long after you first told him about this orally, he got back to you?
1: No, I don't. Uh, I guess it was a matter of weeks because, uh, or days or weeks, uh, certainly because by February we did it. Now,
0: you testified that in addition to the oral briefing of uh, the Admiral that you just uh, uh, referred to... Well, I,
1: I, I got myself a little off track. I didn't okay, finish the story. My, my normal uh, procedure would be to sit down and talk to him. He'd normally say, let me think about it or prepare a memo on it. I would prepare a memo on it on numerous occasions. I would uh, run that memo by Director Casey before I sent it to the Admiral, and uh, I'm confident that I did that in this case. Now, Director Casey would usually look at it and say, you ought to think about putting this here and that there, or mention such and so, you haven't mentioned it. But he was
0: a good writer. He was remarkable. Now I'm looking forward to his book. Now. Uh, Think he's going to cover this in it? It'd be interesting to see. Did he tell you he was before he? No, died? he didn't.
1: Not not this particular thing. But I watched him write part of that book, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Colonel, when you showed him these memos, uh, which had that, you know, famous line, suggest you brief the president and get the president's approval. Did he say take that out? No. Now, you testified, apart from what you've just uh, said about how your practice was of briefing the admiral orally first... Uh,
1: And I don't want to leave you with the impression I
0: always did it that way, but when there was a difficult issue, we would... That was your practice? Yes, sir. Uh, And you testified that, as I said, apart from orally briefing the uh, admiral, I'll get this question out before the, uh, the recess. Uh, You specifically wanted, and I'm quoting you, before proceeding on a matter of this degree of importance to have the president's approval. Recall that? I'm sure I said it because I certainly felt that way. And this was so, even though Director Casey and Admiral Poindexter were in favor of using the profits for the countries. You still wanted that president's approval. Correct? Well, yeah, but I, I'm, let's not attach too much significance to
1: my proposing that because it just seemed to me, as I was working this
0: issue through, that the president ought to have been aware. Now, you yes. worked under three different national security advisors? Or four. 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 And you, were, you had substantial responsibility under how many of them? Well, I, I guess two.
1: I, and I, would, I worked very hard uh, when Judge Clark was there. I'm not
0: you kidding. have direct contact with Judge Clark, too? Occasionally. And Judge uh, Clark was the one who assigned me to work with the Kissinger Commission. And you had, based on your experience, formed an opinion as to what issues should be elevated to the president and which ones don't. Is that fair to say? I would have to be fairly inert not to have figured that out by then, yes and when you wrote memos you would sometimes have memos that indicated that you wanted just the approval of the national security advisor and in other cases you would indicate that the national security advisor should brief the president and get the president's approval right yes and occasionally i was reversed on that and you certainly have
1: documents of mine in which National security advisors crossed out the line and said, Brief the President or send the document forward, and he'd write on the bottom, I've taken care of this orally, or things like that. Is it
0: fair to say, Colonel, that if the um, national security advisor struck out on one, two, or three memos that related to the uh, diversion that you should? Uh, have the president briefed or get his approval, that you wouldn't keep writing memos with that same tagline? I
1: can assure you, counsel, that if the National Security Advisor had told me not to do any- something, anything, I wouldn't have done it.
0: Now, I would like to direct your attention to the drafts of this uh, memorandum, because actually the mem- the. the uh, The memorandum that you were surprised to see that day in the Attorney General's office exists in four different copies, and I'd like to go over that with you. you.
1: Are you criticizing how well I did my shredding?
0: Colonel, my eyesight has suffered from reading what what you left behind.
1: I deserve that one. (laughs) Could you refer me to the exhibit, sir? Um,
0: 283 is 1, and then 283A, B, and C, and I'm going to put them in an order to you so that we can take a moment, I think it's important. Uh, Let me uh, show you what I think was the, uh, the first one. These are all drafts of the same memo. Exhibit 283C is a memorandum which I am advised that your attorney returned to the NSC, Mr. Sullivan returned to the NSC. And that, if you look at the paragraph on the first page, is typed with on September 14. Do you see the line I'm referring to? I do. Then, if you look at 283, B and 283 itself, because 283D, I believe, is just a different copy of it. They which is a
1: copy of which now?
0: Look at 283B and 283 next.
1: Right. Are are they not the same?
0: Uh, No, because if you look at at 283B, you'll see that the 14 on September 14 is crossed out and 1-3 is written there, meaning September 13. Right. And on 283, uh, the 14 is crossed out and only 3 is put in. So I believe that that they are, uh, they are different in that respect. Or if you'll see it clearer if you look at 283D and compare it with 283. Got it. Now, so the original draft appeared to have September 14 written on it. Then the 14 was struck out, and 13 was written in, and we are told that One of those, at least, is in the writing of Colonel uh, Earle. And then we have 283A, in which the typist made the correction, and that was taken off, and and it's typed now September 13, and that was taken off of the disk on Fawn Hall's typewriter by the FBI. So do you follow me? Okay. Now first, uh, on the first version of this draft, um, where did you get the copy that your attorney sent back uh, to the NSC? Let
1: me just make one you say on the first version which which first version are we that talking that would about? be
0: 283 D? C, c which is the one that has the September 14 type without the correction to 13. Okay.
1: that is one of the documents that I removed from the NSC on the 25th
0: and do you know where you found it in my files now uh, do you recall uh, the. Uh, I, I want to make something also very clear. There, we're going to come into the removal on the 25th, Colonel, so if you want to okay. get into well, that subject, I think all you'll be doing mm-hmm. is repeating uh, well. that if you go into it now. Very well. I think you want to get this over with, so do we. The whole thing over with.
2: Uh, this exhibit is very confusing because it does not bear the stamped numbers that we placed on the documents. At the time they were returned to the NSC, so we're not sure whether, in fact, these are the documents.
0: Well, I don't know. What I, I'd like
2: to. I have. Uh, I'd like to uh, show you an exhibit that accompanied these documents, so at least the record will be straight regarding the circumstances of their return.
0: I could tell you that we were told, uh, Mr. Sullivan, that this exhibit came from the documents that you sent back to the NSC. If you have the actual copy of the document you sent. And it is on it. It's just in the typing here. It's number seven. I'm sorry. If you look look, Hmm?
1: 139. Which one are we looking at? Uh, D or C?
0: You, it has the number, if you look, at 283C, which is the one you returned. Okay. You returned it on December 2. <coughs> Could you show us a
2: copy with the number stamp that our law firm placed on the records at the time they were returned?
0: It's an obscured by the declassification standard. See, we had to have them declassified, and it's in the lower right-hand corner. And I believe it has the number one thirty-nine. Sullivan, I mean, do you dispute? that this is the document that you returned to the NSC? Well, I'm you trying know to, what you returned. I'm trying
2: to determine that, Mr. Lyman, without the numbers. If I see the numbers clearly, I can tell you whether it's returned because That's I believe the only documents in the case that were number stamped by our law firm uh, were the ones that were returned to the NSC, accompanying the cover letter on the poster board dated December 2nd, 1986.
1: Well, uh, We know- attention
2: of counsel to the fact that
1: none of the members can see the document that Mr. Sullivan has put up on the poster board, and I wonder if you might take that into account in your questioning. Okay, it's let simply me... simply not visible from up here on the Let, me,
0: let me read it to you. It's a, uh, it's a letter that Mr. Sullivan wrote on December 2, 1986, in which he said, he addressed it to the NSC, to Commander Thompson, he said, "Lieutenant Colonel North is here with delivering documents to NSC. In order to ensure that the documents are preserved, the pages have been number-stamped, 1 through 168 inclusive. The document I've just given you has a 139, 140, 141, 142 stamp." Do you want me to read the rest of it?
2: Might as well for the sake of a
0: complete. Well, record. it's an I. But tonight, it's, it's three. It's exhibit 324 in our book, and it says also delivered are the WHCA Motorola oh. Page Boy, the Motorola handheld portable telephone and the NSC government transportation request with its number, which I will not read, issued to Lieutenant Colonel North. Would you please arrange for the return of Lieutenant Colonel North's personal property, which is located in his office. He is particularly interested in the prompt return of his Marine Corps uniform items, family photos, and other personal effects. Sincerely yours, Brendan Sullivan. (laughs) for Lieutenant Colonel Oliver L. North, copy to Brenda Regan, and it's Exhibit for members and for others. Press Exhibit 324, and this bears a stamp number within your group. Now, you got this from your office. Is that uh, established now? Well, our copies.
2: I, I can see the number one three you can see writ- written over by the stamp. So I can you
0: look at the third page and you'll see it very clearly one four one. I see
2: one four. It's been cut off. On, but even I do on the
0: see th- third page. They're all, they're,
1: I think the Xerox just cut them all off oh. on the right margin.
2: I think they're all cut off. Uh, they do appear to be the number stamps that were placed on at our law firm at the time the documents were returned. Thank you you're trying to associate the numbers with the date, particularly, or whether one was prepared before the other, uh, I don't believe that we are able to answer that, of course. Uh, perhaps Colonel North is able to answer from the now, test, but not from the numbers.
0: Now, well, Colonel North, do you recall the occasion on which the um, September 14 was changed to September 13, no
1: but i i can only guess it's because at some point along the line i learned that the uh, israeli government had transferred 508 toes not on the 14th but on the 13th
0: is all i can assume and you try to be precise if you learned something was wrong to correct it and here uh the um, you saw the corrections in handwriting and then the last uh, version which has it typed was found on your secretary's uh, uh, typing disk September 13. Yes. And do you know where the actual typed copy of the corrected one is? I would guess it is in the bag of shredded material. It's confetti,
1: as we call it. Confetti. I'll call it that
0: too. All right. Good time to call a recess.
1: May I advise members of the Senate that a vote is pending at this time? The committee will stand in recess for 10 minutes. Mr. Lyman, please proceed. Uh,
0: For the record, Mr. Chairman, uh, Exhibit 283 has attached to it a cover sheet uh, which says, keep this together for me, Iran, and it has uh, the initials of Admiral Poindexter. Uh, I believe that that cover sheet was not put on the document originally, but was put on November 25th or so uh, when uh, uh, the... uh, 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 after the document had been uh, found by the attorney uh, <coughs> uh, general and uh, and shown to various people in the White House. And so while it is part of the exhibit as given to us by the FBI, it was not part of the original draft as uh, found in the uh, office of uh, of uh, Colonel North.
1: It will be noted
0: accordingly Now... Colonel North, these exhibits uh, that we looked at, the um, um, 283 and so on, said that uh, in the recommendation form that the President approved the structure depicted above under current situation and the terms of reference at tab A. Uh, You recall that.
1: And just uh, which one are we looking at, A, B, or C? Well, you C? can look. They all have the okay. same
0: paragraph that the president approved the structure depicted above under the under current situation, right. and that the terms of reference and the terms of reference at Bay. Yes. And uh, as I understood your testimony earlier, that the transaction is described in this exhibit and its various uh, corrected forms changed prior to Tehran, am I correct? The tr- the, the yes, structure. Th-
1: this particular transaction was never concluded.
0: In that form? That's right. And, and as the structure was was changed, you would do other memorandums summarizing the structure in the same form as this one? Yes. And is it a fact, sir, that the terms of reference were, in fact, approved by the president? Either this or the ones that you attach to later memos?
1: Yeah, the and I do not know uh, if it is this particular version of the terms of reference, but we did have a memo very similar to this that we carried with us to Tehran that had been I was told approved by the president
0: and the terms of reference were transmitted to the uh, to Admiral Poindexter for the president in in uh, in similar in memoranda to this. similar to, to this one. That is correct. Now, uh, you've testified, and we don't have to belabor it, that since the um, uh, originals of these memoranda that referred in one paragraph or so to the use of proceeds have um, uh, been uh, destroyed, you have no way of recalling which boxes were checked. I do not.
1: I do not recall.
0: But uh, you did do a series of memos after this on other uh, aspects of the uh, Iran initiative which you passed up to Admiral Poindexter for presidential approval. Do you recall that?
1: I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, I
0: look at exhibit. I'd like you to look and I think have we put, we're gonna put in front of you, just out of the exhibit books, so you don't have to wander through them all. Exhibits 296, 297, 302, 303. You see those documents? Okay. 296 was a memorandum that you sent to uh, John Poindexter and it's a next steps on American hostages and it uh, it describes the um, uh, uh, release of uh, Father Jenko and the shipment of the balance of the hawk parts. I'm I'm not sure you were able to hear the question. Um, Uh, Please. I said this memorandum uh, of July 29, 1986 describes the um, Re- release of Father Jenko and the uh, shipment of the remaining Hawk parts that were owed to the Iranians, and if you look at your last paragraph, it has a recommendation a uh, recommendation that you brief the President regarding our conclusions on the Genko release as indicated above, and obtain his approval for having the two hundred and forty Hawk missiles parts shipped from Israel to Iran as soon as possible, followed by a meeting with the Iranians in Europe. You see that? Yes. And there, there's a check under approved JP. Yes. And a date. And right. then it says, President approved with JP signature. Yes. Now this is a document that referred to the shipment of the hawk parts that had been paid for in May, correct?
1: The balance of the hawk parts. Let me just think now where we are in the chronology of events. Uh, I believe that the hawk parts were indeed paid for in May.
0: And and because the hostages weren't released and that mission aborted, you did not ship the rest of the hawk parts.
1: That is correct. And then
0: after Father Jenko was uh, released, uh, you uh, delivered uh, the balance or some of the balance of the parts, correct?
1: I believe that's correct.
0: And uh, you even, and this, there was no money that was going to flow from that shipment of the hawk parts because they had already been paid for, correct? You remember that?
1: I believe they had been, yeah.
0: And this memorandum therefore doesn't discuss the use of proceeds.
1: I don't, I can't tell. Well, I can what tell what you,
0: I will represent that to you. I mean,
1: do you know what was under the black stuff? Yes, I do. Okay. It doesn't. it uh, Okay.
0: It, it's, it was sensitive, classified material that I think you would appreciate should have been blacked out. No,
1: I understand. I, I just did not recall what was underneath it. In fact, I was and a little curious. And
0: it has the uh, 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 approval, J, uh, JP, and it indicates the president approved. It does. And this memorandum was preserved. It's a System 4 document, you notice?
1: I I do, but I I don't want to attach any particular significance. There were other documents that were preserved that I didn't know were preserved. Now,
0: another one that was preserved is Exhibit 297, which is a memorandum dated June 27, or rather July. There's, there's There's a first sheet which says, June 27, but then there's a memorandum of July 26, which asks for permission for you to um, to um, uh, travel to Frankfurt and uh, do other things in connection with the Jenko release. You see that memo?
1: I do. I'm not quite sure I understand what that. This is an unusual format for me to be sending something to, uh forward, Well, in that normally the first thing underneath this sheet right here would have been this sheet
0: right here. It would have been the second sheet. Yes. But, it's, but the way in which we got papers from the NSC, which is the way we've kept them together, had this attached, and that may have just been in the way they did their, uh, their production to us. But if you look at your July 26 memo, you, again, said that uh, recommendations that you initial and forward your memo to President at tab one. You prepared a memo for Admiral Poindexter for the President.
1: Yeah, let me, if I can, just uh, uh, one second, counsel. I believe that the memo that is right beneath the cover sheet, this is a standard NSC cover sheet. Right. I believe that this memo right here is probably a KL-43, uh, I'm, lo- I'm trying to figure out what it is, but it looks to me like a KL-43 uh, message back to my office that was then typed and probably put in an envelope and sent to, or given to Admiral Poindexter, I'm, I'm guessing.
0: Well, however the file,
1: i handled
0: it, if you look at the actual System 4 document, which is a memo from you to Admiral Poindexter, enclosing a memo from Admiral Poindexter to the President outlining uh, certain aspects of the Jenko release. And again, you asked that he forward it to the President, and you have a note that indicates uh, from Admiral Poindexter that he briefed the President on the secure phone and the President approved.
1: I, I do not see the note that the President approved.
0: Well, do you not see on page, on the page of the July 26th, the first sheet, July 26, 1986, right. okay. a note
1: 72686.
0: I see it. Briefed President on secure phone. President approved. Understood. I was looking okay. too far. And I'm then uh, if we look at the exhibit 302. Uh, which is the um, a September 8, 1986 memo from you to Admiral Poindexter? Again, it says a rec- has a recommendation to Admiral Poindexter that you use the attached papers in discussing our next steps with the President. You see that? Yes, I do. And that also has an approved mark by the admiral or by someone.
1: I, I, I do not know that that's necessarily the admiral. There is a well, check mark in the box, but. As you have seen, the Admiral normally put his initials. Well, do you know anyone
0: who was just forging his check marks? No, I don't know, And I don't this, know, I don't know how you can forge a check mark. Well, do you know anyone who was putting check marks <laughs> for Admiral Poindexter without his authority? I do not, but... Now, do you have any reason to believe that Admiral Poindexter didn't put the check mark on this document that was delivered to us by the NSC? Council, I have no idea
1: who put the check mark. It is a memorandum from me to Admiral Poindexter. There is a check mark in the approved box. As I just indicated to you, in almost every other document
0: I got from the Admiral, there was a JP. Now look at the next one, exhibit 303. Again, you have uh, recommendations. One is that he discuss something with Director Casey relating to uh, to Mr. Neer and the Iran initiative. Yes. And the second is that you briefed the president on the initiative outlined on tab 3. Initiatives plural. Initiatives, I'm sorry. I believe these are the ones we talked about last night. And there again there is approve J done. Correct?
1: Yes. JP.
0: JP. And these initiatives were these initiatives that we're going to be funded out of the residuals? Yes. And then we have Exhibit 311, and that's another next steps memo from Oliver North to Poindexter, right, to Admiral Dexter. Yes And uh, here again you were asking for travel authorization You were asking for him to have the President inscribe the famous Bible and do a letter to Prime Minister Perez That's correct And it's fair to say that the um, Admiral uh, indicated his initials where he approved That's correct and on one of them where it says that you tell Director Casey to uh, prepare an appropriate intelligence package, there is no uh, notation of uh, approval or disapproval.
1: That's correct. There's also a uh, notation on the fourth point for talking
0: points for use by COP with NEAR. And that says JPC. Right. Now. uh, So it was not unusual for you when you were dealing with the Iran initiative uh, to get back memoranda from uh, Admiral Poindexter indicating that uh, uh, he had accepted uh, the recommendation and a brief to the president.
1: That's correct, but it was also not unusual to have initiatives that were not sent back memoranda on initiatives that were not sent back and I tried to make that clear yesterday. Now
0: as you sit here today are you in a position to say that every single one of the five memoranda that you sent to uh, Admiral Poindexter referring to the um, uh, uh, use of the residuals for the Contras was not sent back?
1: No sir I did not say that yesterday and I don't say it today. And I also told you that I admitted an effort to destroy all of those. Now, is it also
0: correct? And I also indicated the reason
1: why you had destroyed those.
0: Now, uh, Colonel, uh, did you also participate in a number of briefings of the president on the Iran initiative?
1: I'm sure that I did. I, I wouldn't care to characterize how many it was, but I met with the president a little bit more often than some people say, less than others.
0: Well, how many times would you approximate that you met with him in 1986 to discuss the Iran initiative? Well, at least three. And is it fair to say that at none of those meetings uh, was there any discussion of the use of the proceeds for the countries?
1: I do not recall ever discussing with the president the use of the residuals to support the Nicaraguan Freedom Fighters.
0: Now, at the um, meetings that you, you had with the President, uh, was um, uh, uh, Mr. Don Regan present?
1: There was always someone else present. I wouldn't say that Mr. Regan was necessarily always there, but and certainly there was always someone else there.
0: And in addition to the meetings that you had with the uh, President on the Iran Initiative, Uh, Did you also have meetings with the president and others, because you said that someone was always there, on Contra support? Sure. I mean, we had National Security Planning Group meetings on that issue. And did you, in addition to those uh, meetings, have meetings with him and the National Security Advisor to talk about uh, the uh, status of the Contras?
1: Yes, but, you know, it was not unusual, particularly when Mr. McFarland was National Security Advisor, to have that be the subject of
0: a morning briefing at 9.30. That would be the 9.30 briefings? That's correct. And uh, would you be asked to do the briefing? Occasionally. And uh, do you recall what topics you discussed?
1: It would usually be the... uh, hot issue of the day. Inevitably, it would focus at some point on the need for additional congressional
0: funding. Would it dis- uh, discuss what the uh, financial condition of the countries was?
1: As the memoranda that I sent forward did.
0: Now, uh, do you recall that at the time that, um, that uh, you were uh, involved in the Iran Initiative uh, and the Tehran uh, visit that the um, countries were running out of money? Yes. And there are a whole series of exhibits which were in Mr. Uh, Neild's exhibit book, but which he did not go over, but I think I can uh, uh, point them out to you and then move on to, to uh, uh, the, uh, the question. Exhibit 3, 4, it's the first book. Exhibit 3 was a um, KL-43 message on April twenty-one, nineteen eighty-six. 1986, to you from, um, from um, Mr. Secord indicating that they were running out of money. So current obligations over the next few weeks nearly wipe us out except the CD. Right. Uh, incidentally, did you know what the CD was for?
1: It was a, uh, as I understood it, a uh, $2 million allocation set aside for uh, insurance of uh, aircraft that were not ours, they were the property of another government. Now, and who told you that? Well, I'm, I'm quite confident it was General Secord. It could also mean, and I, and I don't know the value of that particular CD, but as I testified last night, I had frequently told General Secord to set aside monies for other activities. And I think it's important you note when in my discussion with Mr. Neer, going all the way back to January, Mr. Neer indicated the desire to use the residuals for other activities. And as I testified last night, I often did not reveal to General Secord or any others, aside from my superiors when I was apprising them of the planned Israeli operations, that those monies were specifically for those purposes. I, I also indicated that I tasked General Secord frequently to provide, on short notice, uh, other support for other operations.
0: Now, if you look uh, at
1: I, and, and thus the bottom line of all this is I don't recall at this point here two years later, or a year later, uh, what the uh, specific CD reference is.
0: Now, if you look at uh, at exhibit, uh, four, which is an April 21, 1986 memorandum. And that, it's a, it's a um, proc note, actually, uh, to McFarlane, and I can read to you from the second paragraph It says, There is great despair that we may fail in this effort, referring to the Contra support, and, that, and the resistance account is darn near broke. Any thoughts? where we can put our hands on a quick three to five million dollars, Gaston is willing to go back to his friends who have given two million so far in the hopes that we can bridge things again. And in fact, as you understood it, the resistance account was darn near broke at that point. That's right? correct. And when you indicated that Gaston was willing to go back to his friends, uh, that's Gaston Segur. That's correct. And uh, does that refresh you as to whether you knew who those friends were at that point?
1: Those were the friends that I had already met with.
0: And does it refresh you that you knew that they had already given $2 million? Certainly. Right. Now, on uh, exhibit uh, five, which was a, um, a note from you, again, a prop note, Again, you talk about the, uh, the uh, you say that the, uh, the weekend's trip to Central America is the most uh, depressing venture in four years of working the Central American issue. And you describe your anxiety that Congress won't act in time. And that really did reflect your point of view at that time.
1: Certainly did. And
0: was that really the, the Did it not only reflect your point of view, but was that a state of anxiety that existed in the White House at that time?
1: I think it was not only in the White House. It reflected the sense of the Central American leaders with whom I visited. Did you discuss? It reflected the sense of the Nicaraguan resistance. I'd, I'd like to just point out that one of the sentences in there is that all hospitalization for wounded in action will cease at the end of this week. Troops returning to Nicaragua this week will carry only, I can't read how many because it's not Xerox, well, blank rounds of ammunition instead of the 500 they had been carrying. No new radio batteries are available, so there's no way to pass commands or intelligence. That is exactly what I
0: was seeing when I was on the ground. And uh, do you recall discussing with the President of the United States that dire condition?
1: I don't recall specifically discussing it with the now, president. Do you
0: recall that there was an NSPG meeting that was going to take place on um, uh, May uh, 16, 1986? I don't specifically recall. Well, if that you moment. look at um, at uh, the um, exhibit um, uh, eight. Um,